Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. Hey, what's happening in Jacksonville, Florida, here on a Tuesday, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent from the road again, Casey Kurtz back in the Action Sports Jacks studios. And uh, man, we've been working on a lot of things today in the last 36, 48 hours. Line and guests up for a special show today. Major League Baseball All-Star Game tonight, Home Run Derby last night. Hope you enjoyed that. Well, we have a baseball celebration in Jacksonville. Did this a couple years ago. Really want to make it an annual thing. And one of the goals of today was to have a complete, new guest lists from the last time we did this. We had guys like like Boswell, the coach at Bowles. We had uh, folks like Bob West from Bishop Kenny, uh, the long history and impact those gentlemen have made on the game from the high school ranks. We had players like Brett Myers and Connor Maribel and Chipper Jones and Billy Butler on the show. Well, this is going to be a complete different list today, and uh, hope you like it, hope you enjoy it. But if you like baseball in the area, uh, I think you're going to like today's show, and we appreciate all the guests that have made time for us, and maybe too many, because that's the problem. We might have too many guests here on the show, but on the guest list today, Desi Relliford, Hunter Barco, Tyler Callahan, Justin Lawrence, Howard May, Stephen Barnes, Patrick Leonard, Ken Babby, and then we have a couple of special guests. Martin Buckley, our buddy from Palm Beach Autographs, I put him on the show, not because of his uh, baseball prowess. He just accomplished something that I think a lot of people have on their bucket list, and it has to do with baseball. And also, Michelle Moultrie, you know, I'm a softball fan, right? Kaylee plays. I've grown to love the game. I think a lot of people do. Well, Michelle Moultrie is probably the best softball player to come out of Jacksonville, and she's going to join us, too. So a couple little twists on the program today, and uh, we're ready to get rolling. The good thing about this for Casey Kurtz is he's a big baseball fan. I like that about I don't like a lot of things about you, Casey, but I like the fact that you're a baseball fan. That's me. If you could only see the things I'm going through right now in the studio, you'd have no idea. Yeah, so you want is this a, is this their cue to say don't talk to me, Brent, because yeah. I got too much going on? No, you're good. So here's a situation if you're watching the stream. I'm in the studio talking on Brent's usual mic because I forgot to set up the cardboard. <laughs> so I put that mic on the board, turned it on in here, turned up the speaker way loud in there so I could hear you, and that's the situation. But right, I'm good now. Like I'm about it. to walk back in there. Um, good. You walk in there, and I'll continue to talk. Well, last night, Casey was watching, like, The Bachelorette instead of Home Run Derby. And, I mean, come on. He's texting me, like, is Steph watching The Bachelorette? I'm like, no, she's watching Home Run Derby the way she should. Because we should be watching Home Run Derby. And uh, first J-Rod, J-Rod might be a new star in baseball. That's what we learned last night. Okay, so that is true. I was watching The Bachelorette. I did text you and asked if Steph was watching. And guess what? I'm just going to say it, Brent. The Home Run Derby's not good on TV. It's really you don't not. like it on TV. No, we got a camera shot that the ball's never in. The broadcasters sound like they're announcing like the AARP softball game. There's no energy. There's no hype. They have no idea if the home run goes out of the park or not. They don't put the right number of home runs on the board. It's not a good TV event. I'm just going to say it. I have no idea if Soto hit enough home runs to win because they weren't on TV. Okay. Bachelorette is peak programming. Here's the one thing. Rodriguez hits 81 home runs. Soto hits 53. Should Rodriguez be the home run champ? Probably, yeah. The yeah form- I, don't I don't like the format. You don't like it? No, I think it's I, fine. Some people yeah. complain. A lot of people complain about how long it takes. Like it did take forever. It, what else is there to watch? 
The Bachelorette. I also yeah, watched the. I'm uh, talking from a sports fan, like a real person. I'll give you one. Uh, the U.S. women's soccer team won the uh, Comp- CONCACAF uh, championship last night, so they qualify for the Olympics. Ah, I saw that, yes. What else is there to watch? Who cares if it takes a long time? Plus, the Jeter special was on after that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's true. I, I just it, it was really odd to me that it started at the same time as The Bachelorette, and I literally got in, and all I missed was the first round. Two hours, I missed one round, and I still caught the semifinals and the final. You know? Uh, that's Yeah, that's great. Yeah, true. Well, you don't have to. I didn't watch the first round. I was doing some work and actually working on this show, and Watching so I didn't, like, I wasn't glued to the early part of it. And so I, it's okay if you go in and out. I mean, that's fine. I think it is kind of that viewing. It's not like lock me in for three hours. It's like, let's check out what's going on. And I'm cool with it. I think it's good. I think it's good theater. I think it's fun. It's today's day and age of baseball. Uh, guys are hitting moon shots, rocket shots. Juan Soto, to be honest with you, Juan Soto didn't even look that impressive the whole way through, yet he wins it. Yeah, I know. I noticed So, that. like, that was kind of weird, right? Because he really didn't look like he did better than everybody else. But his matchups were favorable, and he didn't need to do as much as everybody else. It's true. But that's sports sometimes, right? I mean, sometimes people play a tougher schedule than you do. Yeah, I'm surprised Soto won. I didn't think his swing was quick enough for the home run derby in the format, so it worked. You know, I, I was you what, wrong. Though, the one thing that's crazy about it is I watched Soto. I mean, he hits everything hard, number one. Number two, he was the guy that was driving the ball to all fields. Because like, the ball just carries. He's got, like, he puts that carry spin on, like, every ball that he hits. And I thought when he got a high inside pitch, the bat speed was showcased. And it was it was like he was swinging a toothpick. Yeah. It was fun to watch. And he's a fun player, man. He, and he got excited about it. I think that's cool, too. It was crazy where the like, catcher was setting up for, like, most of the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then we learned out, like, the pitcher for uh, Rodriguez was tremendous. Like, he didn't even move his lower body. Yeah. It's cool. really got to do with a lot with the pitching, by the way. Like, the pitching is so key. Oh, no doubt. I mean, you saw that one year Cano's dad was winning the Cy Young, bro. He's throwing splitters and stuff. Cano couldn't hit anything. That was, like, 2011. The one year I was the derby champ, Ty was unbelievable pitching. So, I agree. Like, I know, how, I know how it's done. Yeah. I wish I had my derby champ hat on today. Well, nobody would see it. <laughs> Is it in the studio? I'll put it on your cardboard cutout. No, it's not. No, it's not. All right, so here's the deal. We celebrate baseball today. We're going to talk football later in the week and for the rest of we're, we're celebrating local sports. So, we celebrate the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp a bit. Ken Babby will join us as well. And we, we really just want to celebrate baseball. Yeah, I have an affinity for baseball. I think a lot of people do. Uh, but I just also, I'm blown away. I, I say this all the time. I'm a guy from Rhode Island. So when you have local stars that go to the big leagues or go to the NFL or go to the NBA, it is really celebrated. I mean, like, feels like throw the parade kind of celebration. When Rocco Baldelli was picked fourth overall, I was covering that. That was one of my first assignments when I was in TV in Providence, Rhode Island, just like a pup in the business, like a year out of school. And it was such a big deal. Such a big deal because he was, and I think it would be a big deal if somebody was a top five pick around here, but not nearly the big deal it was at home. And that's because we get used to it. And I just think we almost ignore it. I, I, I think we take it for granted. I think it's amazing. Listen to some of these stats that I worked up, and I'm missing a lot, okay? Like, I understand it. I've been here 15 years. There are people playing and that have played that I'm like, who is that? And I lean on some of the historians around here, and I'm like, I've never heard of it. Or I didn't know they were from Jacksonville. And I get that every year we do this, or just being around the game and talking the game with people. So listen to some of this, right? We've got headliners that people know. Names like Daniel Murphy, 
who worked himself for a few years into being one of the best hitters in the game, NLCS MVP. Howie Kendrick, NLCS MVP. Uh, goes on to win a World Series with the Nationals. Uh, he's from West Nassau, by the way. Uh, Brett Myers, we know, won a World Series with the Phillies. Had a long career as a pitcher. Jonathan Papelbon, we know the name, right? Vince Coleman, Jacksonville guy. Uh, the surprising career of Darren O'Day, who went from independent league to submar- to Florida to submarina, submarine pitcher to to like an everyday bullpen guy. And a, a long career. For the former Bishop Kenny Starr, Billy Butler out of Wilson. He's another guy we talked to um, in our show a couple years ago. There's names like Storm Davis and Glenn Davis. There's current players like Austin Hayes, who was like a borderline all-star guy. Justin Lawrence, who honestly I did not know much about until like in the last week. He will join us today. Colorado Rockies pitcher. There's guys trying to make it up the ladder like uh, Max Ferguson and Tyler Callahan who we caught up with, Nathan Hickey, Austin Martin, J.C. Flowers, who Casey talked to yesterday on the program, and more, by the way. The list goes on and on. Guys just got drafted, like Hunter Barco, he'll join us, the Florida pitcher, who's got Tommy John surgery, but just got drafted 44th overall, and uh, he'll join us in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, Guys that could have been drafted, but there's a lot that goes into it, like money and slot, and should I go to school instead, like Jordan Taylor is going to FSU instead of settling on where he maybe would have been picked, uh, rumor has it, maybe in the third round, but for not maybe the money he was looking for. I think Brad Hodges probably fits that. He's going to Virginia. Malachi Witherspoon, I think I saw just got drafted, like in the 12th round or something. And he was an earlier projection. Uh, no, i got to make sure it's not his brother, Kyson. But I think Weatherspoon ju- out of Fletcher just got drafted. But word is he'll go to Juco, probably not getting paid enough to go to the pro ranks. There's, there's certainly an element there. Uh, at some point, we thought Colby Holter. I'm not sure if he's been picked. I haven't checked it today. Uh, UNF recently had his first big leaguer, Brian Baker. You caught up with him a couple months ago, Casey. I did. JU has a guy like Chris Hayes, who's their coach, who played at Englewood, who's a Jacksonville guy, played pro ball for a while, and he's now leading a JU program that has produced players like Austin Hayes, Daniel Murphy, Mike Ballman, Connor Maribel, Alex McRae, and Justin Lawrence. That's just to name a few. There's more. FSCJ has a rich history of players and coaches like Rick Wilkins. They just made a deep run in postseason, remember, in the World Series. Uh, Might uh, be fortunate to be joined by somebody from FSCJ, uh, but there are a lot of ties to this area uh, from FSCJ back in the 90s especially. I just saw a guy like Johnny Farrell up here who we had on the show a couple years ago. Uh, He was in Atlanta this week. He was drafted twice out of Sandalwood back in the 90s, first round and fourth round, I believe it was. And those Sandalwood and Inglewood teams were awesome. Rasheen Mathis, you know him as a football player, star NFL guy. His first love was baseball, and he played at Inglewood like on the Brett Myers team of the late 90s, coached by Mike Boswell. And now he's back involved with baseball. Uh, Might even be turning it into a business, but he's definitely coaching his kids. And then I got a guy like Travis Chapman who went to Bishop Kenny, Mississippi State. Uh, He's the first base coach now of the New York Yankees. He, too, joined us a couple years ago in the program. Awesome guy. Uh, played in the pros uh, in the minors for like seven years. Had one career Major League Baseball at bat. It's all it takes. All I mean, so one. just think, look at all that I just said, and I'm telling you, I'm missing so much. There are people that are, their roots are right here in Jacksonville, and they're like, Brent, you're missing this and that and this and that. And I get it, all right? I get it. But that's why also we do this show. I'm not claiming to be the historian on, on local baseball, but I do like to celebrate host, uh, the 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 history 
of Jacksonville baseball and Northeast Florida baseball. I think it's absolutely amazing how many players we produce. And I'm watching it front and center. Obviously, my kids are playing ball, baseball, and softball. And I see it. I mean, Ty's playing with a team that has, I would say, two of them will get drafted out of high school. And there's going to be every one of them will play college ball. And at least half of them will play uh, big-time college ball. And who knows what happens after that. Which category does Ty fit in? <laughs> uh, I think Ty will play some level of college ball. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's the, the great thing about baseball is there, there are late bloomers, too. Like, I, I would say, hey, Ty, you still dream of playing pro baseball? Who knows? Who knows? You, grow up, you get another 40 pounds on you? Who knows? So, like, I think it's a great sport for that. I think Daniel Murphy and guys like that are awesome illustrations of that. Yeah, people that knew Murph knew there was a good player. I don't think people predicted back in the Inglewood days of Murph, and I could be wrong here, but I don't think they predicted he would do what he did in the big leagues. So it's – and by the way, Justin Lawrence is a great example of that too. I've been asking about him. He's a pitcher for the Rockies. I'm like, where did he come from? And he played at JU. He's a local kid, and he threw well, and he was a good player. But then he hit like this new level once he got into pro ball. And I think somebody said he went from, like, 88 to, like, 96. Dang. Like, Whoa. That's you know? a jump, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the nature of the sport. I, I don't think we find that as much in football and as much in basketball. Uh, and if we're looking at our key sports, I think baseball is a beautiful late bloomer game. And sometimes that doesn't happen to, like, Daniel Murphy when he's 27 years old. is one of the best hitters in the game. 28 years old, one of the best hitters in the game, can't be stopped in the playoffs. Like, he is such a cool example of that uh, and working his way up. And it takes a long time for these guys to go through it. We're, we talked to Tyler Callahan this morning. We'll have that interview sometime throughout the day or, or even extra on the podcast. And he's a guy that got drafted three years ago, and he's still in, like, high A ball. And it might be another three years before he ends up in the big leagues if he ends up there. Uh, Austin Hayes, all of a sudden, drafted in 2016 out of J.U. He's actually a Daytona kid out of Spruce Creek High School, and he is having his best year here in 2022. That's six years after he got drafted. Now, he has had multiple opportunities over the years. They've stuck with him, but now he's starting to blossom into a really good player, and the Orioles are starting to click, and he might, Casey, be a big part of the future of the Baltimore Orioles' success over the next few years if they take this jump. Yeah, he's one of the few guys on the Orioles that you might have actually heard of. And uh, <laughs> that's a rare thing. And Austin Hayes has done a good job making a name for himself throughout the tough years with the Orioles. He's been a quality player. He took it to another level this year. I thought he should have been an all-star. Uh, but it's tough to be an all-star when you play in the American League and in the outfield because you've got two spots that are already automatically taken by Judge and Trout. And then from there, you have guys having really good years. So, yeah, he's helping those Orioles teams come back to relevance. I think he's going to continue to be a big part of it because he hits for average. He also hits for power and he plays good outfield. So here's the deal. I'm going to just update you on a couple of things from the draft and I'm stealing this from uh, our buddy Clayton Freeman who does a terrific job. And so Malachi Witherspoon did go just to uh, update you on the latest in the draft. 12th round to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, he was awesome this year, by the way. He was a catcher that J.U. brought in as kind of a catcher that maybe they thought could pitch, and he just hit a new level this year. I watched him pitch against Bartram Trail in the opening game of the season, and it was awesome, like really good. And he continued that all year. He dominated his brother, Kyson, his twin brother, Kyson, really good as well. 
Uh, I've heard some different things about Malachi, like he's probably going to end up going to Juco instead of JU. I'm not sure how true those things are. Uh, probably shouldn't even be saying them. I don't know. We'll see where he ends up. Uh, but he did get drafted. Uh, Clayton also says uh, if you really go outside our area, Sewanee, uh, some people count as our area. We really don't on the TV and radio side, but uh, shout out to Sewanee. And Bo Bonds, he just got picked in the 13th round. And uh, JU pitcher Mason Adams just got selected by the White Sox, number 401 overall in the 13th round. So there's another JU Dolphin drafted uh, this year. So, again, this, goes, this is why we celebrate baseball. I mean, it's a great time to do it from the All-Star game to the draft. And from uh, yesterday's generation to today's to the future generation of pro ball players coming out of uh, the River City, it's certainly something to celebrate to go along with great minor league baseball and all the people that have played in Jacksonville uh, from uh, most recently the Suns to the Jumbo Shrimp. So we will continue to do that. And if you think about high school baseball and local baseball at its roots, one man that gets a ton of credit for the growth and impact that, like, I haven't heard enough about and have I don't know him very well, uh, but we're going to talk to him next. He's going to lead off our show. He's batting lead off for us is Howard Bay, longtime Parker coach. And this is a guy that uh, I think if you ask old school Jacksonville folks, people that have been around a long time, they will give him a ton of credit for the impact he made on baseball and so many uh, young players uh, and programs and Terry Parker High School uh, throughout the year. So that's where we're going to go when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. It's a Jacksonville baseball celebration show, and uh, we've got them all lined up from now until 6 and even including Action Sports Jacks OT that runs until 7 with Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton here on All-Star Day game in the big leagues on a Tuesday. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Coming up next... The legend from Terry Parker High School, Howard May, joins us next. Hey, welcome back, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Thanks for hanging out with us on our baseball celebration show 2022 here on uh, Major League Baseball All-Star break. The minor league's on a break as well. So it gives us a chance to catch up with some of the folks that are currently playing. And we've, we're efforting some others, too. Uh, but I tell you what, this is a tough – we rotate a lot of people in and out of the show and almost jam-pack it too much. There's so many f- local – players and coaches and impactful baseball people in the area and if i left you out if we leave you out this time around don't take it personal just let me know so we can put you on the list for the next time because i think we could do this for the next few years and never duplicate an interview (laughs) that's how good baseball is around here uh you know what else is pretty good i cryo and if you play baseball and if you train for baseball and you need to recover from uh, your training, iCrow is a fantastic place to go. Take care of that arm, right? Take care of the body. And it's Christmas comes early time at iCryo in St. John's County. Take advantage of Christmas in July uh, from the 20th to the 27th of July. Buy one, get one. Toning facials, save 180 bucks. Buy two IVs, get one. Save up to 229 bucks. Buy a $100 gift card, get $25 free. So give them a call at 904-513-8877, or you can walk right in and get the awesome deals from July 20th to July 27th. I cryo in St. John's County at the Pavilion 
at Durban Park. All right, next up here on the show, or really first up, uh, by the way, I think this guy would be a good leadoff hitter, too, back in the day, if I'm not mistaken, because Marty Smith, who's uh, obviously a longtime baseball guy in the area and now at the College of Central Florida, he's uh, connected me with Howard May. But he also tweeted about Howard May. And back in 1965, I think in the Junior College World Series, he had four triples in that World Series, Howard. So that must mean you could have run back in the day at least, right? Uh, the wind was blowing real good on a couple of those shots, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, thanks for uh, taking some time with us. And uh, I do want to give a shout-out to Marty for connecting us and, and helping me out. And then guys like Bob West have been very helpful, too, and uh, connecting with some of the, the folks from past years that have made such an impact on baseball. And, uh, Coach, I, I talked to you earlier in the day, and I told you I, I – was uh, after your time. I came in 2008, uh, but love baseball and I love this area for baseball, and so I continuously learn about it. And when I bring up baseball and impact, your name is front and center. Uh, 1970 to 2003 at Terry Parker High School. Uh, you must have enjoyed that run and all the different players you impacted and saw and witnessed over the years. Uh, what a uh, just a tremendous. Uh, experience that I had, you know, all those years. We, uh, the youngsters that came through and the parents and, uh, uh, we, you know, what was really, what I'm most proud about it is, is it was a neighborhood school and all the, the, the players that came through, you know, they lived in the neighborhood and that was, that was something I'm very proud about. But, uh, you know, we had such a, a good program and it was, uh, consistent throughout the years, but it was from, uh, the, the players and the youngsters that were in the neighborhood, which uh, was very important to me. Howard May with us, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And uh, if I've got it correct, uh, Sandalwood, Inglewood, Terry Parker, uh, was that the big three from a public school standpoint um, and even more so than the private schools at that time? Am I missing someone else uh, in the landscape of of high school baseball, maybe in the late 70s into the 80s and early 90s? Uh, Wilson always had a real good program at, at that time, and, and, and Fletcher. Everybody was competitive, and, uh, you know, it just got better and better. The, uh, the, the, the coaches, the coaching was better. Uh, the players developed a lot better, and uh, through the years, I mean, it was uh, nip and tuck the whole way. Howard May with us here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, you kind of hang it up in 2003. Uh, that's been some 20 years now. Uh, was it hard to get away from the game? Do you still go attend games? How do you stay involved with the sport of baseball still? Uh, I try to get out during you know during the season uh, to to watch as many of the high school games as I can. I try to see all the programs, uh, see how they're progressing. You know, Fletcher Sandalwood, uh, Wilson Ingwood. And these guys, all you know, all the all the public schools. Um, but I like to get out there and, and, and just watch and see how they're doing. And uh, you know, it's it's tough now because everybody can go just about where they want to. And you know, you don't. It, it, it's tough to get a, a program started right there because a lot of kids, you know, they're going to go some place where they they think they're going to win something else. You know, something and. Uh, you know, a lot of them don't go to their public school, to their neighborhood schools, which, um, you know, I, I really hate that. But, you know, that's the way it is. Yeah, well, you bring up a good point, uh, and, and that is the way it is. And, and it's um, we see it in all the sports. It's not just baseball now. Uh, 
what was the presence of was there a private school presence that that was impactful like during that run or is it just void of that in the area and then they came along like give, give us a sense of of when that started to turn perhaps uh, bishop kenny and bowles and episcopal you know those those programs were tremendous but uh, you know if 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 the parents wanted their kids to go to a private school, I mean, you know, that's, that was their, uh, you know, their uh, prerogative, you know, and uh, if they wanted them to go there, that's, that, that's fine. But, you know, I was, I was happy to have the kids that we had and, and try to develop them and uh, get our program uh, to be consistent and, uh, you know, build some, some uh, uh, stability in our, in our area. Howard May with us uh, for a long time, a legendary uh, Terry Parker high school baseball coach, made a big impact um, in baseball in, in this area. When you think about the players that you coached, I guess I'm going to make you single some out. Like uh, what, what comes to mind that people people know their names over the years that uh, were just really good ball players? Well, they... <laughs> Way back, they wouldn't, they wouldn't remember some of these guys. But uh, <laughs> my first year there was a, a youngster named uh, Rick Baker, and he was uh, drafted in the second round by the Montreal Expos. And that was my first year there. And uh, through the years, we've, we've just had some you know outstanding players, uh, Phil Adderd, Joe Adib, Rusty Shaw, Jeff Mobley, uh, uh, Mike Hitt, a uh, left-handed pitcher that uh, – uh, was an outstanding. I think he holds the, the state record in strikeouts. Uh, Brian Busher, yes, uh, who uh, played with the Twins for a couple of years, and uh, uh, he was at South Carolina for you know before he got drafted. I think with with the Giants, and then uh, he ended up with the Twins. But I think he was in the show for a couple of years, which was outstanding. And then a little bit later on, toward the end of my career. Uh, Brian's brother, uh, Greg Busher, and uh, Dusty Goldman. And, uh, but uh, those guys, uh, that was a thrill being around them. Absolutely. Howard May with us, a longtime Terry Parker coach. You know, I said this at the start of the show. I mean, I'm a guy from Rhode Island, coach, and, and I mean, if we had these kind of guys coming out of Rhode Island, we'd be throwing parades for them. I think we take it for granted how good the area is, really in a lot of sports, but in baseball. I mean, you name names that, I mean, that's just amazing coming out of one school over a 25-, 30-year period of uh, the opportunities they had to go play pro ball and, and some of them make it to uh, the big leagues. Do you feel like this area is is well-respected? on the baseball front uh, for people in the know, or do you think it's uh, a shade underrated? Uh, it, it's a good baseball area, believe me. If, and if you can remember, remember back in the, in the mid-'80s, Sandalwood, uh, you, you need to talk with Charlie Matthews and, and Ron Shaffey, Rusty Green, those guys that, that coached them. They had guys that went through that program that, that got drafted in, in – and they had five or six big leaguers, you know, year in and year out. You, you're facing, you know, people from Sandalwood, and, and uh, boy, they had a great program going at that time. Yeah, no doubt you're talking about guys like Desi Relaford, who we caught up with today, and you'll hear that interview a little bit later, and John Farrell, who we had on the show a couple years ago when we did this um, as well. Uh, baseball can be uh, – I'm, I'm in my mid-40s coach, and I'm kind of a baseball traditionalist. I don't love all the new stuff. Um, it's just everything changes, and sometimes change is okay. 
Uh, I got to believe uh, some of the older school coaches uh, might not love today's game, or have you adapted to it <laughs> and taken it for what it's yeah. worth? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sort of like that, that the the DH, and uh, you know that's you, know, you you just get another youngster in there that can you know that contribute. You know you you try to, to set them down and, and tell them what their role is going to be right there. And you know you're not going to have a lot of all stars. You're not going to have guys that can do everything for you, but everybody's got a place on that squad to, to help you out. So that, that's, that's what you, I sort of like that DH. But I, and the, and the, the, the walking on the four pitches, you know, just, you know, put up four fingers and that speeds the game up. But a lot of times, uh, you know, the, the game is so slow and some of these pitchers will get back and they'll take a full 20 seconds or 25 seconds to throw, you know, they need, they need to get the ball, get the sign and get on it and, and, and get ready to play because baseball is really, really slow. And a lot of kids, you know, they they want they want to move, you know, just like in soccer or basketball. But baseball really needs to pick up the pace. Wow, that's uh, very true. And it's just uh, maybe a generational thing, but a reality in uh, the sport of baseball. They're trying to fix a, a lot of those things. Howard May, legendary coach, Terry Parker High School. You can't talk local baseball without talking Howard May. Um, we really appreciate you taking a, a few moments uh, with us here on the show, Coach, and, and look forward to catching up down the road again. Thanks a lot. Certainly appreciate it. You bet. That's Howard May, a longtime Terry Parker coach. and. Uh, again, if you're from Jacksonville, you know the names uh, that he was rattling off, by the way, too, uh, and names uh, that we've talked with in the past, past like Bob Weston and uh, Mike Boswell. Uh, those guys uh, really made an impact on the game, along with countless others. All right, we take a break. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We're really just getting rolling. We, we divert a little bit from, like, I hate to say, like a local legend baseball guy. But my buddy Martin Buckley just did something that I think is on a lot of people's bucket lists. And so I was like, you know, we're going to put you in this show today because it'll be a, a fun little uh, differentiator from a lot of the interviews that we will have. Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs, and we'll share what he just accomplished in the last uh, two weeks. Coming up next on ESPN 690. So everyone... The next few weeks, what do you want to have happen? Right now, I don't even think about it. I think I'm, I'm a champion, and I will be a champion for the Nationals. That is Buster only, Juan Soto. It's so funny to watch people react, like, in our industry. My kids were all, my kids, oh, two of them. Um, but everybody else watching home run, why do you got to ask that question right then? It's pretty interesting because I think in, like, our business, we almost have to ask that question whenever that's a big story and a chance to ask it. But it's funny how the public doesn't like that question. And Soto did a pretty good job with it anyway. Um, he probably knows it's coming. Uh, 23 years old, Juan Soto, what a talent he is. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We've done celebration of shows over the last couple of weeks, and uh, today it's baseball celebration, a local baseball in Jacksonville. And it was great to have Howard May on, and we appreciate him taking a couple of minutes. Hunter Barco's on the way, by the way. Uh, Tyler Callahan. Uh, we also uh, recorded an interview with Desi Relliford. He's coaching in the Appalachian League, so we hope to play that either. Uh, if we don't play it on the show today and sneak it in, we'll have it uh, on the podcast uh, coming up as well. 
here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. How many ballparks have you been to in the major leagues? Uh, a good amount? I don't know. I should have counted right, but I'd say at least 15. Uh, really, that many? Yeah. I mean, if you count, like, old Yankee Stadium and Shea Stadium, I count those. Yeah, see, it's hard now, right, because you've got the duplicates. And it's funny. I think I've been to, uh, I've been to old Yankee Stadium, new Yankee Stadium. I don't think I ever went to old Shea, but I went to new Shea. Is it Shea? Yeah, it, it, it was Shea. City, ballpark, city. it's it city is. now. Um, so like there, are, that's a tricky thing when it comes to some of the ballparks. Is now they're they're reinventing themselves. So uh, it's a fun deal, though. I think it's a bucket list kind of item. It's unfortunately for some, like you can't get them all. Like you, you can't go to old Yankee Stadium anymore. You can't go to some of the old ballparks anymore. Well, our buddy Martin Buckley's from Palm Beach Autographs. We get him on from time to time, talk memorabilia. Not right now, although I might ask a question about memorabilia. But he just finished the tour of ballparks. He's been to every big league ballpark now. Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs joins us on our Jacksonville Celebration Day uh, to uh, take us down a different avenue. Buckley, what was yeah. your last ballpark? San Diego? What's up, buddy? Yeah, th- that was the last one. We uh, we started the trip, um, I guess that was a week ago. We flew into Seattle, spent a few days there, did the Mariners, then uh, flew into L.A., did Anaheim, the Dodgers, which was amazing, and then finished up at the Padres, which is just outstanding. Yeah, so I guess I typically, and so you'll get this question now that you've been to all of them, uh, do you have a favorite? I mean, San Francisco is always a favorite of a lot of people. Uh, believe it or not, uh, was it PNC Ballpark in Pittsburgh uh, is is awesome. Uh, I think there are a lot of fantastic ballparks. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, so you just named two of them. I, I So I do it. That's been the most common question. I kind of I split it because when, when you start thinking about the ballparks and looking at them, for me at least, I, you have to take into in, – I take into account some of the history. So I split Wrigley, Fenway, and now Dodger Stadium, having been there. Because when you're there at all three of those ballparks, you think about the history of Major League Baseballs. I mean, Wrigley and Fenway are obviously older, but um, what, what Dodger Stadium has seen since, what, 1966 or 1960-something, whenever it was uh, built, there's so much history there. You feel like you're almost in a time machine. And a friend of mine said it best when I was at Dodger Stadium. He's a big Dodger fan. He was giving me, like, a tour around he said, this stadium has a soul. And Wrigley and Fenway have a soul. Old Yankee Stadium had a soul. New Yankee Stadium is great. It's beautiful, but doesn't quite have a soul yet, if that makes sense for people that love baseball. It absolutely makes sense. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think Yankee Stadium is the best example of what happens when you build a new stadium, especially around a team with unbelievable history and tradition. And Chicago, at least, they've morphed their stadium, like really morphed it into today's yeah. age. The, the Fenway Park and the Red Sox have done a fantastic job of keeping, oh, yeah. like, 1918 kind of Fenway and doing it 100 years later, and it feels similar, like, if you would just take all the color away and turn off the lights, you know? Uh, Yankee Stadium wasn't able to do that. They just didn't renovate. They they knocked it down and built another one. So you just yep. lose so much. I mean, and you're right. I mean, the old Yankee Stadium was unbelievable. You could absolutely feel it. And well, you just Ruth, don't have Dave that Ruth yet. Played there. 
<laughs> What's that? But, you know, Babe Ruth didn't play in the new stadium. Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, you know, the list goes on and on. They didn't play in the new stadium. The monuments are there. It's a gorgeous stadium. You know, I get why they did it. But, you know, it's more like those ones that you named. Um, you know, I put AT&T, PNC, and uh, the Padres ballpark with Safeco. Those three, or Petco, rather, um, those three are the top. And at the maybe at the very top of that one, honestly, um, Camden Yards. It, it's Camden Yards is, is really awesome for people that have been there. Uh, they know. And for people that haven't been there, that's one that should be one of the first that you should go to. It's just an incredible, incredible stadium. Well, by the way, Camden Yards is the blueprint for the modern-day stadium. Like they, That's what they did. And and now everybody was Camden Yards, and I'm sure there will be an evolution of sorts. There probably already is or has been, but there's an evolution of sorts at, at all the ballparks. And maybe 20 years down the road, there will be a new Camden Yards. But uh, th- that blueprint is definitely Camden Yards. What's interesting about like Fenway Park is it took parts of Camden Yards, like on the outside mm-hmm. experiences, and kept the, the soul, if you will, of Fenway Park, and they kind of combined the two, and they They've pulled it off uh, in in just a magnificent way. Uh, so, oh, yeah. it, how do you qualify? By the way, how do you like? What do you count? Because, like the old Yankee Stadium, I'm sure you had been there too. But, like, what about I don't know, like the old Red Stadium before it was built, or old old Orioles Stadium? Like, how how do you? Is it just today's ballparks that you've been to? And as they create new ballparks, like maybe Tropicana Field becomes a like yep. a real ballpark. Come on, like, bro, the, go to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um that's exactly right. I so I count all of them. So I've been to 37 total. That's including like so for the Braves, I've been to three Braves ballparks. Um I've been to oh, wow. two Marlins ballparks, two Mets ballparks, uh the Pirates I've been to two, the old and the new, Yankee Stadium old and new. There's like a handful of, you know, the Braves obviously the most with, you know, um, Fulton County, Turner, and their current one. I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to go to, a, you know, three ballpark before, but I think sooner or later, you know, I'll go to the, you have to think that Tampa Bay is either going to get a new park or have a new team. And same with Oakland. They're either going to get a new park or have a new, you know, location if they don't get it figured out. So, yeah, it's, it's been a great way. I mean, when I was a little kid, I always wanted to do it. I think I was watching baseball one day, and I saw that you know on TV someone had done it, and I thought it'd be great. You know, now having um, kids and you know uh, being a dad, it's a great way to see the country, and just it's something to do. So if you remotely like baseball, um, it's just a great thing to start doing. Gives you a reason to go to Kansas City. Gives you a reason to maybe go to St. Louis or Minnesota. You know, some of these places where you might not otherwise really travel so uh it's been a great way to, to to travel around for sure martin buckley palm beach autographs let me wrap up with this as we continue to shuffle a lot of people in and out of today's baseball celebration show uh, you're in the memorabilia business chipper jones bowls guy not technically a local guy from just down the road the land area but uh does he still sell well his stuff on the memorabilia oh. market oh chipper is chipper especially where we are at the lo- you know we sell him everywhere you know at our tampa location Wellington location, but in Jacksonville particular, uh, he sells really well. Obviously the local feel, but, you know, this is British country here. People love him. You know, he just went into the Hall of Fame, so he's throwing Hall of Fame inscriptions. I guess he didn't just go in, but, uh, you know, since the Hall of Fame, he can throw the Hall of Fame inscription on there. Um, Chipper's probably like a top, probably a top 10, 15 seller, I'd say, for us. 
Wow, how about that? Uh, and I guess Ronald Acuna Jr. would do well, but of all the current stars, I mean, are, is Mike Trout the top of the list? Is it Judge? Uh, is it Guerrero? Um, it, I mean, I, I could name off a million guys. Like, who's who are the stars of today from the memorabilia point of view? Who, who tops that list? So, yeah, you hit on a few of them. So two of those guys, Judge and Trout, they're already getting, you know, especially Trout. Trout's getting a lot of money. So he... He sells well, but he's in that next category up. He's very expensive. Your trout baseball is going to run you five, six hundred bucks. Uh, Judge is right in that five hundred dollar window. Acuna, you can you know get for you know probably two fifty, three hundred. I think right now, uh, Vlad Jr. still probably a hundred and fifty, two hundred dollar baseball. I don't have the website in front of me, but all those guys that you just named are. Very popular. Acuna uh, has been selling really well, like, you know, again, being Braves country. Um, but come holidays, uh, Trout, Trout's very, very popular. Judge, very popular. A lot of kids, you know, even if they're not even Yankees or Angels fans, they just love those players individually, and they sell very well. All right, next time we do this show, maybe next year or down the road, we build toward like a local celebration of baseball, and we have like a signing as well. We get some of the guys like Daniel Murphy, Howie Kendrick, maybe Chipper, maybe Ooh, Brett like Myers, it. maybe those guys. How about that? Piece that together that'd be, uh, that'd be for great. an afternoon. That'd be good. I'd All right, Mark it. Buckley, nice job on the tour, and uh, congrats on Thanks. finishing that. And uh, we appreciate taking a few minutes to talk about it, bud. Absolutely. Have a good one, buddy. All right, that's uh, Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs. Has visited all the stadiums now in big league baseball and uh, probably more to come uh, down hey, Brett, the road as they continue to change. Yeah. I did the math. I got 16. 16. Good for you. But I got Marlins old and new, and then I got Yankees, Mets, and Braves all old. So, like, active ballparks, I guess that goes down to 13. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. Like, I, I think you've got to count that. I think some of that generational stuff. And now that's cool that you can get to the Braves, the Yankees, and the Mets still yeah. and add to that list. I don't so. know how I don't have new Braves yet, but I don't. So. Yeah, we actually, I think, I don't, I got to check the schedule. We're up here in Atlanta. Maybe we'll go. Um, I've actually been. But uh, maybe we will go to a game uh, Thursday or Friday night here in the Atlanta area. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we get back to the local celebration of, like, products that are playing the game or have played the game. And one of those guys, Tyler Callahan out of Providence, uh, he is in the Cincinnati Reds organization. We had a chance to catch up with him today. You'll hear that next coming up on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, a celebration of Jacksonville baseball here on the show today.